Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Robotics. I'm your host Nikki and it's my absolute pleasure to introduce you to the robotics and AI community in Australia. In the coming weeks I will be acknowledging the Premier, Principal and Lead Partners of the Women in AI 2023 Awards which will be held on Friday 16 June at the Art Gallery of New South Wales. These valued Women in AI Awards partners have been invited to nominate an up-and-coming inspirational woman within their organization, a rising star to tell their story. Dell Technologies, a lead partner, have nominated Gek Huey Chua. Gek Huey is a data scientist. Welcome and thank you so very much for joining me today. Nice to meet you today. Thank you, thank you. Gek Huey, you are a bit of a polymath. You have three master's degrees in electrical and electronic engineering, bioinformatics and financial engineering. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what has fostered this love of learning. Okay, um, I'm by nature curious, adventurous. So, uh, so I continue to seek for new adventure. So when I actually graduated from engineering, I immediately, uh, I immediately signed up for this master in engineering that is by research. So I, so I did that. Uh, after that, I actually went on to uh, help my father with his business. So as I, as I actually move on in life, right, I realized that learning is very important because you, technology moves so fast. Remember in our old days when we used pager, now, I think the new generation doesn't even know what's pager. So I, I realized that um, I have to learn to keep me abreast of technology. And then I can make use of them. The more important thing is to make use of technology in our daily application. So, so I, I start to learn about algorithms. And I love writing programs. Love writing programs to automate things, to make decisions for me. So I move on to learn bioinformatics. That is when I really learn a lot of uh, algorithms to solve genetic problems when it moves actually healthcare one step forward. So that is something that uh, really excites me. Then um, eventually when I came to know that, that we can use the same technology, the same method and algorithms in financial. So I move on to learn about financial in financial engineering. I find that whatever I learn in engineering, in bioinformatics, and in financial engineering, they are all the same skill set. So it means that actually whatever technology that we learn, it applies to all industries. So that is why I, I continue to learn. I never stop learning because I find it fascinating that I can actually apply it to everything, even in my own life. Listen, I'm in awe of you and I, I listen to this and my next, my next question, obviously, are you finished? Are you going to tackle another degree in another field? Okay, so uh, one of the other degree that I wanted to learn is psychology. So uh, I did not take up psychology as uh, now, but uh, I actually took up uh, hypnosis uh, therapy course. So I'm actually a certified hypnotist. So <laughs> that is something that I wanted to also learn. So uh, I am actually interested to see if I can apply that in psychology as well. So as we actually go through therapy with patients, we can actually record and we can actually uh, do some analytics to help us understand 
if we can we can actually apply the best method to help the patients so that is something that i also want to and uh, want to explore in so tell me once you finished your your um engineering degree did you actually go back to university full-time or did you continue learning and then work um, full-time and study part-time or did you go back as a full-time student so uh, the first two master degree uh, it was on scholarship so it was full-time yeah. yeah. And then I, I can't I, I can't afford to take part time because I, I was married by the age of 27. And then I have uh, up to now I have five children. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. What an inspiration to them. So do they look at you and think you're Wonder Woman? <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. Because, uh, uh, okay, I. One of the one of the most talk about thing is that when I was uh, having my second son, uh, I actually have my exam fourth day after I deliver. Yeah. <laughs> so I went for exam four, four days after I deliver. Then when I was like graduating year, I have I was expecting my third one. Yeah. So so I I realized that when I plan things right, I see them independently. My life, my career, my social responsibility, and also uh. So 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 I see now when I look at look, look back, I see that uh, a lot of things happen in parallel. Yeah. So pe- a lot of people will tell me that how how can you do that uh, when you're graduate gradu- graduating from your first master you get married. So I got married around the same time when I was graduating. Yeah. So, so, you've, so got, you've obviously got a high stress hold for stress. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. And then in terms of social, right? I am also a volunteer. So since uh, 17 years old, I volunteer in social work and then I move on to community work because in Singapore, we have uh, actually uh, organizations that we can actually uh, contribute back to the community. So that, that I also join in. And now I'm also giving free tuition to help students with their mathematics. Oh my goodness. Yeah. To our audience out there, take a leaf out of GQ's page, please. Like, um, you're an inspiration, honestly. So how do you manage your day? Like, with five kids, full-time job, volunteering time. Have you got someone helping you or are you just particularly organized? Uh, definitely my, uh, my husband and my, I, I have a helper who stay yes. in with us. So, uh, and my children are, the eldest one is already 22. Also okay. in computer engineering, she is yes. also into AI. Yeah, so uh, I guess I guess um, they are quite independent. So I allow them to be independent since at the age of five or six years old. Yes. So they started traveling around on their own at around age of six. Look, and of course, living in Singapore, this is quite okay to do because it's a very very safe city. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We are all law abiding, right? <laughs> Yes, I like all of that, law-abiding and safe. <laughs> yes, yes. So tell us a little bit about your career um, I can, and break it down for us in as much detail as you like. Uh, okay, I never see myself uh, striving for a good career. I only wanted to give back to the society. So my, my father has been my inspiration. So he, he kept saying that, do not think about earning more money. Do not think about uh, climbing up the management steps. So what you should do is think about how you can contribute back to the society and give your best to what you can do. So, so what, I, what, what I learned from him is that as long as you give your best, things will come, good things will flow in. So, um, so what I did is I just follow my passion. I continue to learn and learn and learn. And then I continue to work 
for organizations to provide them the best solution that I can provide. And one thing about, I think uh, one different thing about me is that speed is something that I look for. Because if I come from business background, time is money, right? Mm -hmm. So when I join organizations, I also follow that concept that time is money. So I need to deliver everything as fast as possible. So that is something that I always look forward to, deliver things in the fastest time and in a more efficient way. And my skill set come in to help me again because I automate stuff. I write programs to help me automate a lot of things. And then I become more efficient. So it becomes a... It, it, it's just a cycle that you continue to become better and better and better. It's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy here. Like I'm literally talking to someone. <laughs> yes, yes, actually. So, um, so with my career, right, you can see that I have never uh, been in the management. I have been hands-on technical. So uh, I also find that at this age, it's not easy to find anyone technical hands-on. Uh, <laughs> those who, who are around the same age as me, they are already at the management. So for me, for me, I never thought about going to management because I want to continue to be hands-on. If I am able to do things directly to help, I prefer it that way because I like to deep dive into problems. I like to deep dive into solutions. So that is something that I enjoy. So, I think uh, someone who must manage you must probably acknowledge like you should be right next to them or probably above them in some ways. <laughs> uh, I mentor a lot of uh, juniors. So we ha I have juniors, they are uh, naturally following me whenever they see. I think the inspiration that I gave to them is that I really solve problems and I really use what we learn to solve problems. So when they look at me, they will see that uh, uh, there is something, a role model that they want to follow. So there's no need to have that leadership uh, title. Someone will follow you. Yeah, you're a natural leader. There's a... There's a... An appointed leader and there's a, a natural leader and I, I think I was reading an article if if you want to see who that is you just ask a question in the room and you see who everyone turns to that's the natural leader as opposed to the appointed leader yeah yeah I believe that as well tell me with your transitioning into different fields what challenges if any did you experience ah uh, this is strange a lot of people think that transitioning to different fields there will be a lot of challenges but you realize that it's actually a strength. So when I transit from one field to another field, I am able to bring along my know-how, my skill set, my knowledge from another field and apply it into the next field. And as I transit, if you look at my career, I've already uh, changed like uh, three to four industries. So I realized that as I move on, I see uh, the skill set that I learned and the knowledge that I learned from each of them, I fuse them together and give a new solution. Yeah. So it became a strength and it became a innovation for the new company as I move on. So this is something that I really like. Look, I think it's fantastic. And I think the ability in a way, once you start fresh at a new place from a completely different um, background, I think that also gives you an opportunity to look at things. Maybe if people have been in the industry for many, many years, they become slightly jaded and they don't see obvious things that for you coming straight in, it's just like an obvious thing for you. Maybe this is what we can do here. Yes, you really hit the other view. Your current role at Dell is a data scientist. What does a typical work, um, like a week look like for you? And what are you currently working on? Okay, so uh, we receive projects and then, uh, so we start always start with uh, helping organizations to do digital transformation. 
So one of the part of digital transformation is AIML. So uh, what we do is we evaluate the maturity of data science team in a, an organization, and then we give them advice on how to improve or progress. So some organizations may not even have any uh, data science team. That's when we give them advice on how to set up their AI ML platform, how to uh, start with projects. So there is actually a proper protocol where you follow to define problem statement and then see if you have sufficient data to move on to AI ML. So that is what we do in and out for different organizations. And that is more exciting than anyone can think of because you really face different industries now because yeah. your customer, you never know where their background is. And you start with different maturity uh, teams and you speak to different types of people. So that is uh, really, really something that is uh, fulfilling. And when you see that your work actually benefit the other organization, you feel satisfied. The, the sense of satisfaction is actually a lot. There's nothing like having a good day at work thinking your, you, what you do is worthwhile, your, your reason for getting up in the morning. Uh -huh. um, can you, I, I actually don't, I, I don't know. It's like, it's like uh, I enjoy my work so much that I actually hardly sleep when I am very engrossed. <laughs> so, so if you ask someone from US, they will say that, oh, uh, I thought it's already 3 or 4 a.m. in your day. Why are you still awake? Yeah, it's like, sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really want to sleep when you come up with a, an innovation idea. It's like, I always tell people, we are a composer. People are composer of songs. We are composer of data size. Yes. So when you have a new idea, you just want to write it down immediately. <laughs> to my audience, if you can see Geku's facial, see she is just so enthusiastic. I think uh, she'll arrive at work and your enthusiasm is so contagious. Tell me, you received the Grand Gold Award in the Data and Analytics category of the 2022 Circle of Excellence Awards. Congratulations and tell us about your work. Okay, uh, this book is actually a CSR project from Dell. So uh, it happens that uh, I'm from NTU. So I'm an alumni of this university and a friend of mine from that same university approached me to help them in guiding the new data scientists in her, her team to do some uh, data AI ML work. So when I went over and I saw their data, I feel that it is something that we can do, something to help them. So I went back to Dell and asked, my boss, if we can actually do this as a CSR. And gracefully, my boss actually agreed. And she even gave me another two data scientists to help on the project. We never thought of any award. We only thought of solving problems. So we don't even know that an award exists actually. So we started working and we have very good partner from NTU. They are very enthusiastic. They have supportive management where they can really implement what we provided and bring it to the action. So you must know that in all organizations, a lot of people are resistant. They, they think that, oh, uh, robot is going to overtake me. Robot is going to replace me. So, but in this, in this particular organization, they actually embrace it. So they, they did all the, all the testings that are needed and they actually put it into use. They find it useful. So, uh, so, that is when we see results and we move on and my partner move on to submit it for award. 
And we didn't know that uh, it will win a grand goal. We only thought that we solved a problem, but it actually come as a plus and an encouragement for us. So instead of them saying thanks to, uh, thanks to us, I would be very great. I'm actually very grateful to NTU because it gave us the confidence that our work means a lot to the world. Congratulations. I think it's fabulous. And I think you mentioned you're coming to Melbourne in May to receive the award. Yes, yes, yes. I, I would like to meet more people and share with them what we can do for them, actually. Of course. So to our audience listening, there's your call out. Uh, if you haven't joined or sent a friend request to get here on LinkedIn, now's the time to do it and organize a meeting in May when she's here. Speaking of robots, what's the adoption rate like in, in Singapore for robots and what do what do Singaporeans think of robots generally? I think generally Singaporeans are more receptive because we are all uh, quite advanced in technology. Uh, so the, I think the, the, the rate of people having handphones, the, uh, even our education coverage is quite wide. So um, I feel that I haven't heard any Singaporeans telling me that, uh, oh, I'm so afraid that robot is going to overtake the world. Uh, not even the older generation. Mm -hmm. So uh, that is something that I think uh, Singaporeans embrace, embrace technology a lot. And I myself also embrace technology a lot. So even like I told you in my daily life, I also implement algorithms to help me make decisions. So when, uh, when I have, when I know all the robots and all the smart lights, my house have all the smart lights. <laughs> I have my robot cleaner. So uh, a lot of things are all uh, controlled remotely. So that is something that uh, a lot of us like and actually embark on new journey in technology. So AI is, robots and AI are something that we like. And eventually, actually, the next one that I want to buy is an uh, electronic car where uh, I do not have to drive. <laughs> Even better, your life's automated for you. So speaking of AI, uh, chat GTP, tell me what are your thoughts on this and how do you think AI is going to shape our lives going forward and already is. Okay, chat GPT is amazing. So yep. uh, we, I have been using it a lot as well. So uh, it solves a lot of uh, problems. It can even write. It can even write codes for us. The the only thing now is that the codes may not be customized to our needs. So we still need human to, uh, to, to actually do it. But it gives you a, in, an initial idea of what to do. So that, that's why I say I'm never afraid that robot can replace us. Because when you see it, in the past, we do, do, when we do not have chat GPT, we have to think about the, how to solve the problem ourselves. Mm -hmm. But when we have chat GPT, we actually, it actually gives us a trigger in our thoughts. And then we can continue with something more innovative. So you see... That's what I meant by you, as you improve, you become better each day. So chat GPT brings us to a faster, more advanced place where we can start off with a higher ground and reach the higher height. So this is something that I like about uh, chat GPT. I couldn't agree with you more. I was uh, just on another web course just before and um, I think the professor that was leading the discussion said she uses it a lot. So I'm laughing and going, well, if the professor 
is using it. I don't know what the students are doing when they're handing in papers going. And um, the authors I'm crediting is chat DTP and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so so my, 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 my son was like, so uh, he was using it for certain, certain work. And then he says there is another way to actually counter the detection machine. So you see, human keep thinking of how to encounter things when they come out with something, right? So, so that is how creative our human brain is. So there's no need to be worried about being replaced by robots, actually. Look, I, I personally agree with you. I, I work with robots myself, and certainly the robots I work with aren't going to be replacing anyone soon. And, you know, I think it's more robots augmenting our lives, helping us in ways that, you know, whether it's being a little automated vehicle in a hospital, getting rid of dirty and, you know, yeah, operating yeah, yeah. material, like as a human being, you don't actually want to deal with that stuff. Yes, yes. You talk about giving back to society, you're a mentor for girls in tech. I, I think you've anyway got an ethos of giving back, just having had this conversation with you. But do you have a mentor and like, why do you think this is important? Actually, I see everyone in my life as a mentor. My, my father is my very first mentor. So a lot of things I think I learned from him. Then uh, I learned a lot from my husband and I learned a lot from every bosses that I followed. Uh, I'm, I'm one of the luckiest person in the world, I would say. Every company I go to, I meet with some very good boss and they, they, they will always teach me something that I have never learned. So I have been with Dell for three years. I would say that my current boss is also excellent. So uh, I think you will be speaking to her as well. Yeah. <laughs> Mei Mei Su, yeah. Yes. So uh, uh, I, I learned from everyone, even my colleagues, even the mentee that I actually mentored. So one thing that you must, we must know that we learn from every kind of people in life, whether they are older than us or they are younger than us. So when you actually mentor a mentee, as you speak, you learn from them. Yeah. So the new generation way of thinking is very different from us now. We have to continue to think how they think so that we can actually progress with life. You know, that's very interesting. I've got a friend um, that's about 70 years old and her mother is 103 years old, believe it or not, and she lives with her. And she was saying to me, her mother... Um, is very lonely because all her contemporaries have died off. Well, you know, as you, she's 103. And my friend and I decided it was very important to have friends in that are much younger than us. Because yeah. <laughs> it's a good chance we're going to outlive them and we don't want to be lonely. But it brings, it, it's also, uh, they think completely different. Like it's a completely different mindset. And it's really important to be in touch with people who think differently to you because you don't want to get stuck. I want to nearly say in an algorithm that you can't change because it's going to make your life very difficult. Yes, yes. That's something that I have been uh, mindful of. So I continue to mix with people who are much younger than me and I play games. I, I play computer games with my children so that I know what they are thinking of. You know, the computer games that they are playing now is so different from what we used to play. My sweeper is what we play, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what they play now is so, so interactive, actually. So um, the, the old thinking of playing computer games is not uh, very good. I actually, I actually don't agree anymore. I feel that computer games are making us improve as well. So you look at how the, how the reflexes work, right? Then you, you realize that, oh, the children are so good in their reflexes. I, I, I even lost to my eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> so it's something that they learn faster than us, actually. 
Well, I think also a little bit as we age, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, you become a little bit afraid to show your ignorance and which it's just gonna it's just gonna make it harder for you because you don't want to show that you don't know something and then you know it's like a bit of a loop cycle that you go uh, in you know because you don't want to look like a stupid you know twit when you don't if you can't just admit listen i've got no idea what's going on here can you show me i'm the same as you i've got i've got children and i call them and i say just give me a quick rundown of what i need to know here and i think in some ways as you age a little bit as well, you become a little bit lazy because it's not, if you haven't exercised your brain muscle to learn and concentrate, I think we we want short, quick little answers and it doesn't work that way. If you don't know something, you're going to have to study it from zero and it takes time to really master something. The problem with a lot of aging people where they stop learning and then they, even when they want to start learning, they find it difficult because the uh, inertia is too strong. Yeah, and then they go, oh, no, this is too hard for me. I'm giving up instead of just pushing through and going, listen, you know, I just have to apply myself a little bit longer. It will sink in and I, I will understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's something that we are, uh, a lot of people are afraid of, actually. Yeah, I'm just lecturing my audience here. You don't worry about me. <laughs> so all the ones hang in there if you don't understand it. Just read and read and read until it's in. So tell me, you, you've played, um, you mentioned your dad in your career, that he, he was your, 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 your biggest inspiration. Is there anyone else that while I've got you that you want to give a shout out to you that has been particularly um, influential in for you? I, I believe that uh, everyone plays an important role in my life. But uh, one of the things that, uh, besides my father, uh, I was not doing very well in university, actually. So one of my professor was actually uh, helping me to move on to master in engineering. So with my results from my, unit, uh, from my degree, uh, it takes a bit of effort for him to put me onto the scholarship. Yeah, but uh, because I did, I did a project with him and he, I, I, he thinks that I am suitable for it. That's why he pushed me through that program. And with that starting point, I was able to get my second scholarship with A-star in uh, bioinformatics. So that is all these are life-changing points in my life. So uh, I'm grateful to my professor till today. Uh, for more than 20 over years, I have been visiting him yearly. He's retired now. And uh, so, so that's something that I really want to say thank you to him. He doesn't, he doesn't know that he has made such a, such a big impact in my life, actually. Oh, well, if you get the opportunity, Geeky, play this, this podcast to him and tell him you're talking about him. I actually had um, a lunch with a friend of mine yesterday, and she'd been a teacher 40 odd years ago. And she said someone actually reached out to her on Facebook and sent her this beautiful message about she was his, um, his art teacher and that was what a profound impact she had on his life. Ugh, I, nearly, I, I nearly started crying because it was just so nice for someone so long after the fact to acknowledge like what a huge impact she had. She said she was completely blown away, you know, first by just getting this message, but like don't waste time um, or a single day and not doing some good deeds somewhere for someone because you never know what impact it's got on their life. Yes, yes. I, I fully believe in that. That's why I continue to contribute back uh, in different ways. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, one, one thing is that uh, be grateful to everything in your life. When yeah. you are grateful, the universe actually reciprocates. 
<laughs> if I'm I'm a firm believer in that as well. Now back to Dal, who's now the lead partner and um, supporting the women in AI, which was, was a huge event this year in um, Australia. Why do you think this this award ceremony is important? It gives recognition to us that we are also playing a major role in this society. Actually, a lot of women, if you see in the past, uh, especially the Asians, uh, they think that they must take care of the family only, or uh, they, should, they should follow their husband. So the idea of a woman working outside and a house husband is actually something that they can never accept in the olden days. But with this, with this modern, uh, in these modern days, we women become more confident. And, but there are still women out there who are not. If you see, they will still think that, oh, I have to give up my career for my son. Why, why not uh, learn how to juggle? We need support for each other. We, women are naturally more concerned about family and children. So if we form this community, okay, and we help each other, you, you will learn, you will get inspiration from the others where, oh, they can actually juggle with a family and their career. There's no need to give up anything in your life. So, so that support system must be there for us especially when we are pregnant, we have hormone changes, we become unstable emotionally sometimes, but that is just a transition. They must know that that is a transition. That's not, it doesn't mean that it's the rest of their life. So when, when you have someone to talk to, if they know someone in this support group, they can talk to us and they say, oh, I feel this, I feel that. And we can share with them that we went through that as well. We can overcome it. You definitely can overcome it. So this network is actually very important for women where we can give each other support, encourage each other, have your own life. There's no need to give up anything in life for another, for another purpose. There is enough room and space for everything. But as you say, you need support and you can't do everything at the same time, but you can prioritise and then decide what you're going to do. You know, I, I feel for women who have got children, you've got five children that um, they're equally important, but you want to do well at work and you've got sick children, as you say, support is essential. Yes, yes. So, so when you have other women who tell you that, oh, I also went through that, you feel a bit more not lonely. You, you yeah. feel that, okay, so I, I can actually ask this person for advice. So any advice to women thinking of applying? Okay, so um, if, if you think that you have something to offer to help others and you think that you have made a significant impact in helping the women out there to think differently, make a difference to the world. Please step, step, step up and apply for the award because this is something that you never know that how you can impact another person's life. It's not for the glory of the award, okay? It's for the benefits of others who may need help from you. So you become an inspiration to them and they look up to you and they can come to you for help. That is something that we should think about how we can try to move the world forward as one whole group instead of just individual. That's beautiful, Gekiri. I think it's a paying forward message, um, which, you know, in the world we live in, and I think it is very daunting uh, for people to step forward and put, because you are putting yourself a little bit on the line when you're applying for things and you could get knocked back or not get any, you know, award in the first, first round, but big deal, at least you've done it. Yes, yes. 
Any closing thoughts that you would like to leave our audience with today? I think we have covered most of it. We talked about do not stop learning. Do not be, do not use, never use uh, age as an excuse, please. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> do not use gender as an excuse as well. Yeah. Okay, we can do as well. And in fact, we can do more. Um, continue to catch up with technology. They are not that daunting, actually. They are lovely, actually. If you make friends with them, they become your helper. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that is something that uh, I would like to share. And one more thing that I learned from my father Never go for the benefits that you can get out of something that you do. Think about how you can benefit others when you are doing it. So same for this award. Apply for it, not thinking that you are going to benefit from the award. Think about how you can benefit the people out there to help them. Thank you. Excellent advice. If anyone in our audience would like to contact you, where's the best place? Um, LinkedIn is uh, one of the best uh, one of the way and you can also email me to my uh, corporate email so uh, oh, where can you get that i'll put that in the show notes okay okay thank you okay thank you so much it's been absolutely wonderful speaking with you i appreciate your time to our audience out there thank you so much for joining us for another episode of let's talk robotics i hope you join us again next week and wherever you're on the world have a fantastic day mm-hmm.